You're listening to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast, your home for holistic, evidence-based cognitive enhancement strategies. And now your host, Eric Levi. Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Holistic Nootropics Podcast, where we discuss using nootropics, biohacking, and nutrition to help you boost your cognition. My name is Eric. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, and we have an awesome episode for you uh, for you today with two of the smartest fellows around when it comes to water and biology. We got Victor and Robert from Lightwater. Now, before we jump into the episode, just want to give a quick shout out. If you are new to the podcast, you're watching this on YouTube, please take a second and subscribe and make sure you hit that little bell icon so you can be notified every single time we release an episode. If you enjoy the episode, give it a big thumbs up. And as we go along, if you think of any questions or comments, leave those down in the comment section below. If you are listening to the audio version on this on your favorite podcast player, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave this podcast a five-star review. Now, I want to bring in my two guests here, Robert and Victor. Before I do, I want to actually read you uh, all about who they are. So the first one I want to talk about is Robert Slovak, who is a degreed mechanical and aeronautical and astronautical engineer, best known for co-founding water factory systems in the early 1970s. He's one of the early developers of reverse osmosis technologies. And for the pre- uh, past nine years, Robert's focus has been on bringing a new nutraceutical breakthrough called molecular hydrogen to the medical profession and health-minded consumers. He's also a founding investor in Quick Silver Scientific Corporation, which uses groundbreaking nano encapsulated liposomal nutraceuticals, and has now turned his attention to deuterium depleted water with his company, Light Water Scientific. And then, of course, we have Victor Sagalovsky, who is the co founder of Light Water Scientific, who started out in his early 20s as an innovator in plant based culinary art, having co founded in 1995 the first organic gourmet raw food restaurant in North America called Raw. He's the author of many articles and guides in the field of wellness, biohacking, emerging medicine, technology, mysticism, and esoteric wisdom. He also holds a number of firsts as a 3D cinematographer, having been a pioneer in digital stereoscopy in the mid-2000s in Hollywood. He is the author of Gold, Catalyst of Radiant Health, a book about the history and science of the medical benefits of gold, and is adept in gold alchemy and the making of worms. Fellas, welcome to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Absolutely. You guys' bios are so extensive. I mean, I cut those down just for time purposes, but they go on, and it's only because there's just so many accolades, so many things you guys have accomplished over the years, uh, which makes it so exciting that you two came together to form this company, Lightwater. So I'd love to know really the background of how you guys got together and what was the, you know, what was the spark? What was the impetus for starting a company like Lightwater? Well, I mean, Victor and I are, are from the same area and, and know the same people for many, for decades. And our paths continually crossed. And we became very familiar with each other's scientific capabilities. And uh, Victor knows many of the esoteric sciences. I'm a little more focused in the, the, the conventional sciences, and it uh, makes a great team. And at one point, we just said, hey, are you paying attention to what's going on with deuterium? And my view is, uh, Victor, my view is it looks like deuterium should be considered as a contaminant in water. 
And that just kind of buzzed with both of us. And it was kind of a perfect scenario because Vic, because the, the people who led the development and all the state of the art of this science is Russia. And Victor was born in Russia. Victor speaks Russian. So it was like made in heaven in a way. And yeah, we, got luck, we got lucky in that sense. That's yes. <laughs> yeah, very lucky. Yeah, that's so interesting. Deuterium, it's one of these things that I've heard it a lot in the last maybe two years, and it just kind of seemed to come out of nowhere. And the more it gets talked about, the more I'm really appreciating just how deep this issue goes. Um, but I don't think the common person even knows where to begin. You know, we all say, hey, make sure you drink enough water. You know, uh, the nutrition school I went to, they said, make sure you're client drinks, uh, you know, half their body weight in water. And we think like, okay, well, if I want to get healthy, I got to drink water. But, you know, when you start diving into the the chemistry of this stuff um, and you start picking apart the periodic table and you're looking at these different organic compounds, um, it really gets messy down there. And so maybe you could explain a little bit about what deuterium is and, you know, why it's such a problem, especially in water. Well, I mean, deuterium, let, let's just say, was created at, at the first moments of traditional creation, let's say the Big Bang. So deuterium showed up early in the creation of the elements of the periodic table, okay? The 92 natural ones. And the first one and the lightest one happens to be hydrogen. But most people, most of your audience doesn't realize there's more than one form of hydrogen. Mm. There's actually three kinds of hydrogen and they differ in their mass or their weight. And those three are called as a group isotopes. Probably many people have heard maybe from the hospital, we use isotopes, etc. So they're isotopes and the regular hydrogen that we think of that's just a simple proton and an electron, uh, scientists refer to as protium. And then somewhere in that Big Bang, a neutron got added to that atom. That's doubled its mass, and that's called deuterium. Mm. And everybody should hang on to that thought. <clears throat> There's a form of hydrogen that's twice the mass of the regular hydrogen we normally think of. And then there's another one that has is even heavier called tritium. And we won't even refer to it because it's so rare and so esoteric that it's not worth bringing up into this conversation. So, you know, water, this deuterium, hydrogen, acted just like regular hydrogen, meaning it would combine with oxygen and form water molecules also. So there's several kinds of water molecules actually in your glass of water. And those water molecules uh, have those three kinds of water molecules might be referred to as H2O. That's one with the simple hydrogen. And then if we just earmark the letter D to deuterium, then there would be an a water molecule that's HDO, okay? A simple hydrogen plus a heavy hydrogen plus oxygen. And then there's one that 
has both hydrogens as heavy D2O. So those three molecules are in every glass of water, every body of water, every ocean, every sea, every iceberg on planet Earth. Okay. And no one paid attention to it, partly because deuterium was only discovered in 1931. And the fascination that this uh, heavy form of hydrogen was necessary to make nuclear reactions in a reactor and make the atomic bomb, it stole all the attention. Because after 1931, people wanted to make nuclear reactors and they wanted to make atomic bombs. And no one really thought, you know, what are the other, say, biological consequences of deuterium? And then the world, you know, went through its wars and using this deuterium. But now we realize and the Russians realize that deuterium is, is toxic, especially at the levels that it can reach in the human body. So let's, I think I'll give you a guideline. Water, a liter of water contains about six drops of water molecules that have deuterium in them. Okay, six drops. Now that doesn't sound like a lot. It just that those six drops have profound, uh, profound mechanisms and chemistry within the body. So if we take a sample of your body water, we will find out that pretty much you have six drops of deuterium in all of your body water. And now we realize it can wreak havoc in virtually every biological system, every biological method or mechanism in your body. And that is, has changed the perspective of health science. And I see it, I often say to give people kind of a reference, we are moving from free radicals and antioxidants as the, the, the big deal of chronic disease. We're moving into mitochondria and metabolism as even the basis of aging. Okay, so that's why it's got all the interest. And the, the Russians were the first to biologic to do the biological investigation in the 50s, late 50s and 60s and carried it through to present day. And, you know, most of the studies are Russian. And uh, our partner who produces the water for light water systems is Russian. And so we've, Victor and I have learned an incredible amount about the physiology, the biology, et cetera, of deuterium and what it means and what benefits there are to reducing it in your body. Wow. So, Victor, when the Russians discovered deuterium, were they necessarily looking for it or did it just did they just find it? Was there something that tipped them off that maybe there is something else going on with water that would that would bring, you know, like the motivation to discover something like this? Like, how did that even happen to begin with? Sure. So in the 50s, there were some young scientists, gerontologists in a university in Siberia. 
and they were trying to figure out they were they were gerontologists studies aging right so they were looking at all the different ethnic groups and populations in uh, the soviet republics as you know russia at that time soviet union was vast I mean, it still is it's, it's like what is it 12 13 time zones so they're looking at all the populations in the uh, soviet republics and they and they and they hone in on a couple of them and they can't make sense of a couple of things. One, these are these are people that essentially are like Eskimos. They don't li they live in a place where it's very cold, not much sunlight. You know, their food choices are far from a Mediterranean diet. And these people are living four times more than anybody else in the republics. So they're trying to figure out why. And that was, you know, you need a you need a question to get an answer. And that was the original question. So it took a few years and they honed in on their water. And then they, because deuterium science was popular at the time, uh, because it had been only been discovered, you know, less than two decades before, they started looking at this. So they measured the ocean, which is 155.76. Okay, that's the deuterium level of the ocean. Then they measured these. Then they measured regular drinking water uh, that everybody drinks in cities and so forth. And then they they measured these people and what they're drinking, and they saw that they had a deviation of 16%. So they started doing some studies with plants and animals to see, you know, is there some kind of longevity benefit, some vitality benefit? And sure enough, they saw that there was. So they, they published their uh, first findings in 61. Uh, and then their first, first findings were published in English in 66. So that's where it comes from. It comes from some people trying to understand why a couple populations of people, ethnic groups, we're living way longer than anybody else. Not only living longer, but having having babies, you know, <laughs> later in life, and having just a just an overall greater vitality. Uh, then that's what they that and that was their answer. And then they were they they had a breakthrough. And just that that just that sixteen percent. You know, other scientists might not have even recognized it. Have you found that some people took 16 and got 16 percent more or less vitamin D? You, you wouldn't really make a big deal of it. But that's how important deuterium is. Just 16 percent varied the entire life and aging of a particular population who got that water. From something to, something to add to that. Originally, originally they got funding to, to drill down these ice cores because these people, they figured, OK, they're drinking their glacial meltwater and that glacial meltwater is special. So we're going to drill down and we're going to get that meltwater and we're going to test it. And, and they did that. And then they ran out of money. They're like, oh, <laughs> what do we do now? They tested the snow water and it was exactly the same. So they realized, okay, they started to understand a little bit more about the hydrological cycle, but they realized these people just living in that area are getting this water that has 16% less deuterium and not only their lifetime, but multi-generationally. This, this, this was a really profound breakthrough. And our partner that, that, that created this in Russia in, in the sense of creating a commercial facility to actually produce this water because this was very expensive. It hadn't been done. It's just the engineering and the science are very difficult. He read this. He read this study as a teenager, you know, and he never took it off his shelf. He said, this is something, you know, and same thing with Robert and I. We stumbled upon this in the early 2000s. So this is really something here. It's being overlooked, <laughs> being overlooked. But it didn't it didn't we didn't overlook it. And some other people didn't overlook it and took a keen interest in it. And this is how this is why it's taken over 60 years for this to get to a point where it's a product that you can take 
and anywhere in the world reduce your deuterium levels, not just live in these areas where you naturally have 15 to 20% reduction. So the water that we import from Russia at this time, and we are building a facility here in the United States, instead of having six drops per liter, it has 0.4 drops per liter, mm. okay? So it's dramatically reduced in deuterium. And you don't have to, to receive the benefits. You don't have to take it in that, let's say, pure form. And you can take it in even uh, three drops and get great benefits uh, from reducing the deuterium just that small amount. So are you saying then that drinking deuterium depleted water, even in just a small amount, can that somehow offset the current deuterium that you have in your body at the moment? Not in a small amount. You would have to replace, let's say, a, a, a fourth to half of your water to begin to, and I'll just use this common term, flush out the deuterium that's been in your body since you were born. Sure. Okay. So that process begins and you can do it over a long term and slowly eat away at, at it. Or you can take it in a deuterium in a very uh, the water in a very low deuterium form and, and make it a more rapid experience. We prefer the slow and 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 uh, and reliable method of reducing your deuterium. We favor or the science shows that reducing it from 150 or six drops to perhaps uh, three or five, three or four drops is a magic number in which great benefits are experienced. Is that, it, is that per glass or per gallon of water? when you're talking about the drops or is that like throughout the day? I think Robert's just illustrating how many drops of HDO are in water. But if I could, right. if I could paint, if I, if I could paint the picture a different way, there, there's a mechanism known as hydrogen exchange. Let's, let's say, you know, your body is mostly water, right? It's maybe 98, 99% molecular weight. But, but what happens is your the body water that you have, let's say it's 150 PPM. So whatever you consume that day, if it's lower, then through the mechanism of hydrogen exchange, your body will dump some of that deuterium, okay? So every day, by drinking water that has lower deuterium amount than the water in your body, you will drop, reduce deuterium slightly in your body, about half a ppm to one ppm per day. So you do this over time to drop down to in the 120 range. Gotcha. That's what we believe. That's what we believe. That's the first... That's the first reduction where you really start seeing some long-term, some serious magical benefits. And that correlates to what these people were experiencing or still are that live in these areas that have uh, a natural low deuterium in their water or lower. And it almost sounds like because, you know, Robert, you were mentioning how this is a benefit because the, um, the deuterium actually... Uh, for lack of a better word, infects your cells, affects your mitochondria. So if you don't have this deuterium, this dose of deuterium coming in, you're almost allowing your cell to do more of the things that the cell does, especially at the mitochondria level. Your mitochondria starts working better. You start getting more energy. You start naturally feeling right. better. You're healing better. You get a net energy benefit. Gotcha. There's nothing really else that will give you a net, net energy benefit in this way because you're actually not – 
it's a different concept in that you're not putting anything in your body. It's about taking something out. Right. So and, and, something, and so when you take something out, it's like taking it's like taking out a limiter on your on your uh, on your car. Right. <laughs> you just you just allow it to operate faster because you put out you've, you've taken those limiters away. And and the the the, the damage that deuterium, meaning hydrogen that is heavy because it has an extra neutron. It's a very well known now. It's not been known very long how it actually damages the mitochondria itself, damages it to where the mitochondria cannot survive. So the, de the, 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 the deuterium is like a wrecking ball to mitochondria. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is this is so important. And because we talk about this stuff on this podcast all the time, which is, you know, how do we naturally boost, especially, you know, mental acuity, you know, mental strength? Uh, you know, how do we reduce brain fog? You know, how do we just wake up in the morning and feel like, you know, we're just shot out of a cannon and we're getting after it and we're focused and we're feeling good? Um, it's because the mitochondria, you know, in a lot of things that that toxify the cells, like for instance, uh, you know, glyphosate or fried food or sugar or any of these things, um, you know, really attack the cell at the mitochondria level. So anything Correct. we can do to start boosting the mitochondria and a lot of times, and as we talk about this a lot on this podcast too, which is addition by subtraction. So, you know, the reason I started this podcast was because the problem, in my opinion, in the nootropic space and the biohacking space is everybody wants to do more. Everybody wants to take more supplements. Everybody wants to use more wearables. Everybody wants more red light. Everybody wants more, you name it, right? We're just, yes, but yes. a lot of times the solution is, well, let's get rid of the things that are causing the problems in the first place. So, you know, if you, if you get a concussion, okay, uh, like let's say you play football, you get a concussion, they're going to take you out of the game and not play anymore. Why? Because if they put you back in the game, you're going to make the concussion worse, right? We have to let you sit out of yes. the game for a little bit so your brain can heal. And you might have to miss a couple of weeks. You can't play. If you break your arm, you're not going to go back and do the thing that broke your arm more and more and more. You're going to put it in a cast. You're going to keep your arm as much away from that thing that broke it in the first place. And in terms of this deuterium, by simply just drinking water, by simply just doing the thing that everyone's telling you, and you know just instinctually you're supposed to do to survive, you're actually getting a, a small amount of toxin every day. You're not doing anything wrong. It's just kind of the world we live in. But what you guys are introducing is this form of water that is mostly free from this toxin so that your cell can start doing the thing it needs to do to keep you alive, to keep you feeling well. Um, it, it truly sounds amazing. And deuterium, because of the water, go ahead. Sorry, I'm gonna say, I was going to say deuterium acts like a bait and switch. So your body's expecting protium when it gets deuterium. That's the problem. So, yeah, we have a, this. What, what essentially this is, is a new standard in water quality and water purification. Because now that we know this is a contaminant, this is something that can be removed from water. It just happens to be very difficult. But if it is removed from water, it, it allows your own body's deuterium levels to drop. And that's the benefit. And it's not just the, you know, we focused on the mitochondria because it's so dramatically influenced by deuterium. But because, as Victor said earlier, 98% of the, uh, the body is water molecules. You can imagine, since the percentage of this is deuterium, 
it is influencing every single aspect the, the dna uh, the the what the every organelle in the body the cell wall I, I mean there isn't anything that is not influenced by the deuterium presence in mm. the body wow is there a part of the body that it has more of an affinity to like maybe the liver or the kidney does it uh you know does it cross the blood brain barrier for instance are, are there parts of the body i don't know if they've ever done an autopsy and looked for uh or done blood draws or interstitial fluid or, or plasma draws and found this stuff concentrated in a different part of the body more than another there's a new technique in uh, mri imaging where they use deuterium as a tracer hmm. so it's a uh, and then in so you could tune an MRI to actually see where the deuterium is, is concentrated in the body. Uh, typically concentrates in whatever uh, neoplastic tissue you have, like tumors. They found that to be the case. Oh, wow. You know, otherwise it's pretty well, it's, it's pretty well dispersed, but it, you know, just, there's not enough data yet on that MRI, on that new MRI technology to, to really show, but the tumor thing, that was significant. That was a big yeah. finding that was published. In other words, cancer cells benefit uh, from the presence of deuterium in their metabolic slow, cycle. Because it's a slow energy building block. Slow, it slows you down. Deuterium, the, when, you, when you remove deuterium or lessen deuterium, it speeds everything up, optimizes everything. When you add deuterium, it slows things down. It's simple, simple explanation. But that in, in biology, it's called the kinetic isotope effect. Hmm. So if you, have a, if you have a carbon deuterium bond and you have a carbon hydrogen bond, you know, most things, food, everything is a carbon hydrogen bond. So if you have a carbon deuterium bond, that disassociates nine times slower than the carbon hydrogen bond. You can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, okay. That's interesting. So w with water too, I mean, there are also other issues, you know, uh, like I'm just now hearing about deuterium for the first time, but you know, we've known about what like fluoride in water or, uh, you know, uh, uh, lack of minerals or too much minerals or lead or all these different things. Do these elements that you also find in water, especially now, like when we're talking about like city water, um, do you find higher concentrations of deuterium in, um, you know, like more uh, like man-made water sources? No, it's pretty uh, ubiquitously at the 150 part per million for natural waters. However, that uh, hydrologic cycle that produced the water for those Siberians, that was the result of a, a, um, uh, a geographic, uh, a geographic presence of a glacier, etc., cooling and thawing cycles because the temperature of water with deuterium in it freezes at a higher level, that uh, ends up being a mechanism in which it's naturally separated in certain environments like mountainous glaciers. So if you have this glacial meltwater, and that's why so many people have had longevity, impressive longevity who live in the Himalayas and so on, that part is m largely due to the diminished deuterium. Okay, wow. So, so meteorological processes can reduce it. And the deuterium is slightly higher at the equator, lower at poles, um, 
fruits and sugars have uh, plants tend to tend to concentrate deuterium mm. into the their sugars. Okay, so there's a great variety of deuterium, and it should be taken into consideration in your deuterium depletion protocol. That how much fruit am I eating? Mm. Okay, for instance, a mango is very high in deuterium, mm. and Animal fats are typically the lowest in deuterium. And now you're thinking keto uh, right off the bat, right? That's I'm thinking ribeye, baby. Okay, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the lowest thing in deuterium that you might put in your mouth is lard. Wow. So this is, I mean, this is mind blowing because, you know, this goes so much further than just like bottled water or tap. Like we're talking food now. Way. So this is like, about, yeah, yeah we're go talking ahead. about your mitochondria and the mitochondria is what makes the mitochondria produces all the energy that we use, the ATP. Mm-hmm. But what powers them? Proteum, hydrogen. Well, what does all food break down to? Hydrogen. So this is and in that and in that food and in that water, you'll find a little bit of deuterium. So we have these mechanisms in our in our cells to actually try to limit the amount of deuterium that that is that goes into the mitochondria. But eventually those mechanisms break down and fail. And this is why this is this is why a person that's 80 doesn't have the same kind of energy that he does at 15. You know, no matter how much he tries, he can't because that cell no longer has the same amount of mitochondria factories they're energy producing factories if you're if you're 15 years old you might have a hundred thousand in that cell if you're you know 50 years down the line because of your lifestyle or just natural mechanism of aging you might have less than a thousand of those factories in that same cell so So it largely determines our lifespan just this thing called deuterium that people are just finding out about it really is very impactful on the so-called 100 year adult uh, 100 year human lifespan. Are there any bodily mechanisms anywhere in our anatomy that you could empower to better flush deuterium out of you? Is there like a way that, okay, I can't get deuterium depleted water. It's just a part of my life, but I can strengthen my liver or I can strengthen my kidneys or I can strengthen my mitochondria, whatever it is. Uh, you know, how would somebody go about doing that? Eat less and eat and eat more fats. Primarily, if you even fasting, for example, if you're fasting and you ever for every for every kilo, two point two pounds of fat that you burn, you produce an equal amount, one liter of deuterium depleted water, mm. about sixty to seventy percent deuterium depleted from normal water. So, so when you when you eat fats or and when you eat less, well, when you have less calories, you're introducing less deuterium. When you have, when you have less, uh, when you have higher fat foods, you're you're have less deuterium because nature's strategy, as Robert said, is it concentrates the deuterium in the carbohydrates and depletes the fats. So this is this is these are some simple strategies. You could also increase the health of your mitochondria, and the Krebs cycle in nature is that's the Krebs the. Uh, the um, TCA cycle, Krebs cycle, San Georgi cycle, whatever you want to call it. In biology, that is the very complex cycle that has a series of gates that try to limit deuterium 
from getting into what is known as the electron transport chain in the mitochondria. So the so you could strengthen the mitochondria, like you said, a red light. That's that's a fantastic way to induce mitogenesis. Exercise, a lot of oxygen, but primarily you limit the deuterium by limiting the deuterium calories that come into your body. Wow. Is there a specific fat that's better than others? Like, uh, you know, cause I know when you start getting down to the fat molecule and you're talking about saturated versus monounsaturated, polyunsaturated, um, is there one that, it, it, does that matter at all? Well, polyunsaturated, those are all great if they, if they, if they haven't gone rancid. Okay. So all fats are beneficial. A, if they're, if, if in their, in, in their structure, how they came. So if they're, if they have a potential, for uh, having something come in there like a polyunsaturated fat, make it rancid, then no, it's not good. That makes saturated fat very good, very safe. Which one's the best? It's hard to say, but let's say if you consume animal products, you'd wanna stay away from the ones that are, gra that are uh, grain finished, because that's very high in omega-6. So if you, the more balanced, the better when it, comes to, when it comes to animal fats. You know, you want the best balance of omega, of the omega-3, 6, and 9. And, yep. uh, and the others so there's and grass-fed all, all fats on, are good all fats are good you know some are some are better than others right and what, what were you saying there robert i, I was saying that that grass-fed takes on a new meaning when you 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 consider deuterium for several reasons one is that the grass-fed or the grass-fed environment uh, which is naturally uh supported by rainwater is is typically a little lower in deuterium and everything adds up yeah well the the question that i have like to that point then is you know what about like this polluted rain aspect you know like this idea that like for instance sometimes it rains you know especially when i lived in new york it would rain and I'd just be walking around and I'd be like, I don't know if it's a good idea to walk in these puddles. You know, I don't know if it's good to let this rain hit my bare skin. Um, you well, know, is there, is there you're, anything, you're right. is yeah, there anything I mean, like that going on? I'm curious. I mean, just traditional air pollution, which is polyaromatic hydrocarbons and, and, and uh, nitrogen compounds, et cetera, that are the traditional pollutants yeah, they're not good to have at your body, but it's not related to the deuterium. I mean, it's its own it's its own thing. And, you know, rainwater is also cleansing. So, you know, if rain was going to go on for four hours, you you would want uh, to 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 avoid the early morning rain. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I, I don't even know why. <laughs> it's just like a crazy thing okay. I'm thinking about. Like it rains in Puerto Rico and I'm like walking around and like, I don't know if I should be walking in flip flops right now. Um, but kind of going off of this, you know, to think about something like alkaline water. You know, I, I hear so much about alkaline water. You see it in the store and, you know, it sounds great. It sounds like, oh, my God, this is like, you know, this is the water of God. Right. And <laughs> it's so clean and pure. And then you have all these other people saying that it's a scam and, you know, there's no benefit to alkaline water versus non-alkaline water. So I'm curious where in this whole thing, something like alkaline water or even structured water I've heard, which I, I don't even know if, if there's a difference between that and deuterium depleted water. Well, I mean, the alkaline water I have tried to expose uh, for mm, at least eight or 10 years as having little physiological significance. And it was not 
a scam in the sense that someone was trying to perpetrate this. It, it was really a misunderstanding of chemistry that started the ball rolling and the ball didn't stop. Okay. And that was really done by a very well-meaning engineer, a Korean, Song Wong, who didn't understand the difference between alkaline, the pH of water, and alkalinity, its ability to buffer acids. And that led, we won't go into the detail. So what I end up teaching a class of doctors is that the pH of water has no significance in human physiology, okay, or anim animal physiology or plant physiology. Uh, the, uh, th the fact is the body will almost instantly alter the pH of water and it would lose anything that pH could bring. So what, when, when you drink water with high alkalinity, not high pH, Okay, it could have high pH. I tell them pH is irrelevant. Doesn't matter whether it's alkaline, that's okay. It doesn't matter whether it's neutral, that's okay. And it doesn't matter even if the water has an acid pH because your body is going to dominate that in just a matter of seconds. Mm -hmm. But what is important is the buffers in that water, which we call alkalinity. And that's why people might put a half a teaspoon of baking soda in the water. That adds real alkalinity. That's why Europeans drink their serious mineral water, okay? That is not popular in the United States because it's about the real alkalinity, alkalinity. So the alkaline thing, it's just a fad. And you're right, it got a lot of people rich. And the other thing you were bringing up was structured water. Structured water, right. Structured water is just such a big field, okay, that there's hundreds or thousands of variations of how water can structure, okay, and reorganize and take on information, etc. So it's been used as just a selling feature, Oh, my dog food is made with structured water, okay? That has commercial uh, consumer appeal, but it is meaningless. So you really have to get into it. Is it structured by a zero-point energy vortex? Is it coherent water? Uh, I just, I, I just listened. <laughs> huh? Yeah, <laughs> by the mind. I mean, there's a lot there right. to structured water. It is a bit, has a big future. One of the newest ones is co quantum coherent water that's being developed by the Dutch. And this is something to really look out for. So, but just to say, you know, I'm drinking structured water is kind of meaningless. Okay. Your body, and what is, you should, your body, your body you should know structures, <laughs> the water that comes in. You, you should know. Oh, yes. That, you should know that none of the water inside your, inside your cells is water that you drank. It was, you made it. It was synthesized right. in your body. So that's different than the water that you drink, which is bulk and water. Photonic energy, early morning sun exposure is very structuring through the skin to the water that is passing through your circulatory system. Yeah, that was an interesting thing, uh, tidbit I picked up. Um, I was talking with Stephanie Seneff, who talks a lot about um, 
glyphosate. And now she's actually getting more into uh, deuterium depleted water and deuterium. Correct. And she was mentioning the structuring effect mm-hmm. of of light and red light specifically. Absolutely. Uh, which uh, which is an interesting thing because, you know, we're talking, you know, I think it was you, Victor, who mentioned, you know, the red light helping the mitochondria. So, uh, you know, you can see this really powerful effect from light at the cellular level, especially when it comes to the water in your body and in your cells specifically. Especially 660 nanometer spectrum, which is red light. Yeah. Which, which is the light you get at sunrise, sunset, more so than midday. Wow. This is so, oh man, this is so interesting. And it's funny too, because, you know, a lot of people have so many questions about water, especially like water filters, you know? Uh, Oh my God. Where do you... You got the expert, you got the expert here on water filters. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about water filters because this is, uh, and this uh, this is, this is the greatest body of misinformation hype and BS in, in the entire consumer world. Okay. Okay, please lay it on me because this is uh, this is a question I see popping up a lot. So where well, are we going I'm, wrong with this whole thing? I'm not sure we're going wrong. We're just misinformed and confused because people are trying to sell something. And, and that's always been a problem in our society. But if somebody is a true biohacker and absolutely wants to avoid every possible contaminant that Let's just start with municipal water, okay? Because when you start taking like water from in Thailand, it gets very complicated. Maybe you have viruses there. But let's say municipal water in, 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 in North America. Uh, if you want to, there's probably, in all the municipal waters, probably about 150 contaminants have been identified. Now, that doesn't mean each one has 150. Some have maybe 10. Some have maybe 40, etc. But there's of all the waters, we can find 150 undesirable contaminants. Now, if you say my standard is to remove all or a high percentage of those contaminants that long range can affect my health, because very few contaminants in modern municipal water in North America can have an acute influence on you. I mean, you're not going to like fall over. Okay. It it might take months to years, but if you want those out of your life, there's only two processes that can possibly do all of them. One is distillation plus activated carbon, that combination that's golden. It's not always user-friendly and it may be costly in electricity, et cetera, et cetera, but it, it achieves the job. The other is reverse osmosis plus activated carbon. Those two stand alone as being able to remove most, uh, virtually all of the contaminants from pharmaceuticals to uh, radionuclides, you name it. If you want to, if you're not so persnickety and demanding and you want your water to taste better and have many of the key contaminants out of your water, like trihalomethane, disinfection byproducts, volatile organic chemicals, pesticides, um, uh, Roundup, okay? (laughs) We were just glyphosate. Uh, Then you can use simply a very high level of activated carbon, Mm -hmm. which is half of those other 
processes I gave you. And it's very effective, but it can't affect things like heavy metals, radionuclides, etc. It, it just doesn't have any interaction with them. Now, with that said, there is so much lying going on in the world of products that use those technologies. So many caveats need to be explored by the consumer. And we, we, we could go on three shows and not finish, but it's rife. It's a minefield of misinformation. And that's where I do podcasts and try to answer people's questions that are very detailed. Is there one, and not, I'm not asking you to name a specific uh, water filter unless you want to, um, but I'm not asking you to do that. Um, but more like, is there a feature or something that somebody could see on a water filter package or marketing well, or website I'm, that tips you off that it's not good? I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad you actually asked that one, perhaps the most fail safe that you don't have to think a lot about its form is a, a let's say a high quality distiller plus reverse osmosis. Uh, I'm sorry, a distiller plus activated carbon. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a, such a simple, natural process. It's hard to beat it. Now, when you distill or when you use RO, you do remove everything. You remove the bad stuff and you remove any potential good stuff that might include minerals and trace elements. Mm -hmm. So you have to restore those minerals and trace elements. That is very important. I happen to be a big fan for the last 17 years of ketone marine plasma. Okay. That's you. I think you're aware of that. It's my favorite additive for minerals and trace elements, but it's not the only one either. Now, when it comes to reverse osmosis, you have to be much more discriminating. There's many more ways to go wrong with reverse osmosis and activated carbon than with the distiller plus activated carbon. So I'm against, even though I'm one of the creators of the entire product category in the early 70s, reverse osmosis that is, we'll call it an under sink installation. Many people, it's very popular over the last 50 years. It goes under your sink and it has a storage tank. Well, we have found out a long time ago that that storage tank can become an incubator for bacteria that can be very hazardous to human microbiome. Mm. Okay? Because it just becomes... Uh, a, 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 a perfect location for the growth of bacteria. There's reasons that a modern RO design actually encourages it without them trying, okay? One is they make much more water than the consumer uses. So the water never gets exchanged in this tank. It's in there for weeks, months, even years, okay? Because you never get rid of all of it. People don't know to drain their tank. So when I um, first started talking to autism groups and they wanted me to tell the mothers of children with autism, 
what what water should my 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 child get? I would say, listen, I'm going to give you the bad news and I want you to take this home with you because it's that important. Do not give your child water from an under sink RO system. okay? because it's going to interfere with his microbiome and you'll never be able to really get him completely better from that perspective. And it was like shocking. And I delivered that probably for five years. And then I found a system that is my favorite current system. It happens to be called AquaTrue, okay? And it is a countertop four-stage reverse osmosis system. It's very simple. It's very economical and, and you know, th- everything can be better, but that is my go-to for the average consumer right now. It's reverse osmosis plus activated garbage. And you, and it's a, it's a countertop, so it doesn't need, uh, doesn't need to be hooked the, up. You to don't need to have an installer. It's simple. And, but some people who, you know, have a, a very expensive house and so on, maybe not want something on their counter. Okay. So that's one of its downfalls, but it's very popular. It's been around for over five years and it's, uh, it's perhaps one of the most popular uh, RO system responsible filter systems that's tested by all of the, 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 the best uh, laboratories that test products. Okay. Gotcha. And that, that laboratory testing is something that is played with by the industry of point of use water purification and abused so greatly. So there's some people lie about the results of their testing. People pay off laboratories. And I'm kind of the best at being a watchdog as I can, but it's not a pretty thing to watch. I bet. Have you ever seen these, uh, <laughs> these water filter straws uh, they of were, course. Okay. So can you tell me about those? Because uh, they, uh, I remember seeing this, I think it was two years ago on Prime Day, Amazon Prime Day. Well, are we so- talking about zero water or the straw? Uh, Where you can drink out of a, you know, a river. Yes, that one. Okay. Uh, so, so w- when it comes to, remember I mentioned the word, the acute versus the chronic uh, contaminant. Okay. Something that could you take one sip of water and you could be sick. That's an acute experience with water and it could only be produced by a microorganism. Okay. Some kind of pathogen, you know, whether it's, whether it's uh, an amoeba or et cetera, et cetera, cryptosporidium. So these are the things that when someone sells a straw, it's really addressing just that those straws are are like a crude form of reverse osmosis membrane that doesn't remove dissolved substance. It's, but it can remove any particulate substance like a microorganism or a virus. Mm. So if you were challenged you know, in the wilderness and there's a stream and you're thirsty, a straw is a great, you know, it's a, it's a great way to protect yourself. But wow. if you took that straw home, and said, oh, okay, I'm now back on my municipal water where, where there's no pathogens basically in the water that get you sick quickly. And you're just dealing with chemicals, pharmaceuticals, trihalomethanes. It's not going to do anything. Okay. Okay. 
How about and the, then there's uh, the zero water, you know, the zero water. Sure. That, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a, a gimmick also that I don't subscribe to. What about the Berkey? Cause that's big in the wellness Ouch. community. Ouch. Uh, you know, that minefield uh-huh. that I spoke of, it's difficult to walk through for a consumer. Well, the Berkey is, there's something actually going on with Berkey. And it started about a year ago with, with somebody asking me to do a report on the Berkey. And to be honest with you, I've always, you know, Berkey is, is a, you know, it's like buying a BMW. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it has a great reputation. People like it, et cetera, et cetera. And, but one of the things it has is one of the most spectacular uh, or Ber- according to Berkey, one of the most spectacular contaminant reduction uh, reports that ever existed. And this report is being challenged. Because when you look at the Berkey, which is just a carbon filter, a very good one, and it has some additions and so on and so on, but it's not in the category of a distiller plus activated carbon or reverse osmosis plus activated carbon. It's much more downgraded to the carbon activated carbon technology. When you look at it, the performance outperforms virtually everything. And I looked at that for the first time a year ago and I'm going, there's no way. And then I contacted all of the, 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 the known laboratories that do independent testing of people's products. And I go, Hey guys, and I've known all of these people for 30 years. Hey guys, you know, did you test the Berkey? Cause I'm thinking Berkey with, with its popularity, it certainly would have gone to one of the popular testing laboratories. They go, no, we're wondering too, why we never tested it. So I suspect that Berkey, my own personal uh, conclusion is, and this story has not fully been told yet, is, is playing with numbers. And I understand how they played with the numbers. So if you want the, if you're on municipal water and you want all of those contaminants known that I mentioned, maybe there's 150 possible ones and maybe you have 30 if you really want them all out, you really have to stick to my rule. Distillation plus activated carbon or reverse osmosis plus activated carbon. Wow, man. I, I just can, be- people can write me at our at Robert Slovak uh, at uh, R.O.B.T. Slovak at water and wellness dot com and ask me some. I prefer the, the deeper, more challenging questions okay sure don't send me something that's the most popular thing it's just this what do i do for my water and people don't even tell me like where they are or right. what state they live in right you know, give me something with details yeah I, you could probably you could probably sell a uh, a water filter buying guide ebook or something you know <laughs> absolutely it's been a dream of mine and the landscape keeps changing and I'm doing podcasts. I'm doing the best I can. 
Yeah. I'm just trying to help you get the name out there. You know, <laughs> no, thank you. We're trying to help you blow up, Robert. <laughs> well, this has been great, fellas. Um, I, I, this podcast could probably go on for a couple hours, but um, I don't want to sign off before you guys tell me about Lightwater. Uh, tell the, tell our viewers and listeners all about Lightwater, what you guys are doing um, and how they could get, uh, how they could get that in their homes. Lightwater. You can find everything out about it by going to the website, drinklightwater.com. And Lightwater is spelled L-I-T-E-W-A-T-E-R. So there's drinklightwater.com. We also offer a testing service for testing your deuterium levels, whether it's your body's deuterium levels or your water. That's deuteriumtest.com, which you can also get to from our website. But uh, poke around our website, get educated on it uh, before you decide to go, before you decide to do this is what I tell everybody. So read through the FAQs, read the history of it, understand more of it. So you have to, so you have a, so you have a better, um, you have a better knowledge of what you're doing, you know, with, uh, with this lifestyle modification and some of the benefits that you're going to experience. So yeah, it's worthwhile for anybody to try it. Absolutely. Yeah. I got to say, I spent, uh, about an hour on that site and it's, first of all, it's a beautiful website and there is a lot of really great information um, you know, it, it, as far as, as far as sites that are selling products, you guys really do go above and beyond to make sure that anybody buying this deuterium depleted water really knows and understands like what they're getting into, you, you know, why this is great. Um, you're obviously you're not selling something just to make a quick buck and you know, it's, it's trash. It's, you, there's a lot of research behind this and, um, I highly recommend, you know, just even if you're not going to buy the product, but you just want to learn more about deuterium depleted water in a way that's, um, you know, that's digestible, you know, you, you, not all of us can go to PubMed and start reading about this stuff. It gets way too complex, especially if you don't have a chemistry background. Um, but you guys really lay it out in a way that is very easy to understand and i'm telling you if my dumb brain can get it anybody's brain can get it so uh thank you guys for the for the service you're providing yeah you're you're, you're a great podcaster by the way i appreciate that um well if if somebody wanted to follow you guys like individually do you guys are you on twitter instagram any anywhere you can send a viewer to learn more about you guys just water and wellness and 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 drink light water uh, basically yeah, are my contacts but i'm i'm so overloaded with with requests demands and inquiries that i tried to uh, uh i tried to like stick away from the twitters and instagrams because i can't handle it yeah same here i'm not i i, I don't do i have a personal account but it's and I think i'd I be censored know. probably within the first seven <laughs> minutes <laughs> i don't I'm telling you, man, you start blowing the, the lid on some of these water filters. Big water's coming after you. Exactly. Big water is coming. Yeah. Big water's coming. Uh, big deuterium, that's coming for you. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Viewers and listeners, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. This was one of my faves. Uh, if you want to learn more about uh, these guys, head on over to holisticnootropics.com forward slash podcast. We'll have all the show notes to this podcast and every other podcast that we've published. If you are looking for the best quality supplements and nootropics on the market today, head on over to holisticnootropics.com and download a copy of my free supplement buying guide. Otherwise, we will catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks for attending. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. For more brain-boosting info, in-depth articles, and show notes, check out holisticnootropics.com.